Hi, Richard. Hey, hey Jamal. Hey, good How to, you good, going? Hey, good to connect with you. I'm doing good. Uh, it's Monday afternoon there, right? It is. It is. You, you have very good timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a good time. It's a good time to talk. I'm excited to talk to you about uh, ultra running in Australia. Um, no, excellent. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it as well. Great, great, great. Um, So you're just a little background about yourself. So you were you... Were you uh, living in the U.S. before and then moved to Australia? Or? Yeah, so I, I'm, um, I was born, I'm, a, I'm American, um, Ameri- I'm a dual citizen American and Australian. I was born in New Orleans and um, grew up as a kid in California. Um, so I went to grade school and high school in California. And then I went to uh, college at Dartmouth um, in New Hampshire. And then I went uh-huh. to graduate school at USC. Um, and then I moved to Australia back in 96. So I've been here about 25, 25 years now. Um, oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. And I, I go back and forth. I mean, obviously, we're in the uncharted times with COVID. But before COVID hit, I'd spend about a third of the year in California, California, Colorado, and New Hampshire, uh, doing running, different running things. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, in the last since COVID's hit, it's really, I've been really sort of uh, restricted to Australia, Australia, and New Zealand. Um, but it's been a huge blessing um, because I've been able to do different projects, a lot of it, uh, exploring, a lot of uh, long distance running, stream running, exploring rather, rather than just competitions and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more adventure type stuff. Yeah, yeah, which, is, uh, which has been very good. <laughs> Yeah, we we have some things in common. Um, I lived in uh, San Jose for two years, and then before that, I lived in China for ten years. So oh wow! I, yeah, I lived in Asia for a while, and uh, I made it down to Australia one time, Sydney area for vacation. But um, yeah, it's interesting, and the COVID's done the same thing for me. I've been kind of stuck in place for over a year, and still talking with suppliers and stuff in Asia, but um, I haven't been able to travel anywhere and. Yeah. Um, the nice thing is I've been spending more time with family and all that, but uh, yeah, I can definitely relate. Um, yeah, it, it is yeah. interesting because you go from, uh, you know, just traveling nonstop and then it does make you appreciate the place that you're in though a bit more, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. It does for sure. It does for sure. So what kind of work do you do? You, you, yeah, so you I have my, focusing my on own, running my or? own my own company i connect to you sports so um we have um we train pro athletes on endurance um and sort of uh their their athleticism so we started that about nine years ago uh training rehabbed pro athletes so athletes who had gotten injured and they needed to go through rehabilitation Uh so we were really focused on getting them back um, to game day performance level. So for me, uh, because of my basketball background, we started with basketball players, but now we've got a, you know, we've got football players, basketball players, baseball players. So that's our, that was our core business training the pro athlete on endurance. And now we also have our own um, uh, growing list of endurance sort of, I guess, challenges. Um, 
So we've got some running events and we've got a couple things we're planning for this year. In a perfect world, we'll finally be able to start our own private ultra league in Southern California, <laughs> which, I'm, oh, wow. which I'm looking forward to. So if it's, if it's not 2021, it'll be 2022, but we're definitely moving forward with that. Um, and we've got our own basketball league during, during uh, American summer in, in um, Los Angeles and in Oakland. So, uh, oh, yeah, okay. so those, yeah. Are, those, those things keep us busy. Yeah, I was looking at the website and I saw something about point guard classes and I said, well, boy, they, they definitely do a lot of training in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so with, the, with point guards, we, we obviously train in person, but we also have our online academy where um, kids go through, uh, I say kids, any, anyone who's sort of like um, grade school, high school or college, uh -huh. they go through, uh, uh, we assess them. And then we build these programs online based on how they actually perform. And because of our biomechanics background with all the pro and ultra running I do, we're able to assess basketball players with a little bit more detail than the average, um, the average coach would be able to. Right. So we actually give them sort of a, not a body makeover as such, but we actually explain to them how their body actually moves um, in the program, not just, um, you know, most, most training, it's, uh, you know, you need to do X number of these and Y number of these, but we actually explain to them how their body performs while they're doing those things. Oh, wow. So, wow. so that's been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, yeah. And then we've got, um, then we've got, which is really exciting is the, the first of hopefully a few of our film projects. So run, run the outways documentary comes out on, on the 11th of April. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yeah. How, how are you going to get that out? Are you going to put it on YouTube or Amazon? How you yeah. So, so it's, it's being, it's going to be shown for a weekend locally in Australia at, at two theaters. And then we're going to put it online um, and stream it from YouTube and then from our website. And then what we're hoping to do is um, so the film is really about, the connection of a runner to nature. Um, I'm, I'm the runner in the, in the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's less about performance and more about the connection with nature. Although the sheer volume of running I, I, I did is covered in the documentary. So, um, you know, you'll get a chance to sort of see the data around, around what I did. So I ran basically a thousand kilometers um, which is about 640 miles, 650 miles of the Otway National Forest, which is in Victoria, Australia. Okay. And it's literally my favorite place to run in Australia. Um, there are other places like it um, in different parts of the world and other places that I really love running, but it's quite unique. And, and the other thing is it's not massively known to runners. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, I, I come from, uh, I mean, I've been running trails since I was 14, um, right. in Santa Monica mountains and in Mal Malibu Hills and stuff like that. Oh yeah. So I'm used to run. trail running. Yeah. 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 So, um, I like, I like that. And then the, to be able to combine the trail running with the forest, the, the actual natural forest, it's just pretty special. So the film does a really good job. The team, they work very hard on it. The film crew really good job of telling the nature story uh -huh. 
um, which is which is the primary reason we created it was to establish. I mean, you know how people have been really, you know, people are struggling um, with their own sort of uh, getting their lives back on track because of how COVID's rocked everything. Right, right. right. Um, but even in the best of times, you know, people were struggling a bit to just connect with nature anyway. So we're hoping that this film at least encourages whether you're, you know, an extreme runner like me or you just want to have a have a go, you know, your first run out, outside just to get out in nature and really appreciate it. Um, yeah. 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 So I think that's the key. That's what, you know, that, that's what converts a lot of road runners. You know, they they go run the trails and they learn about the community uh, in ultra running and they get hooked on it. I was, I was reading your um, your teaser and it's, you know, pretty powerful statement. I wrote one of down. It says now more than ever, we are striving for wellness and greater natural peace in our lives. And that's very true. And, uh, you know, getting out of nature and interacting with nature and, uh, you know, that's I've always tell other ultra runners, you know, a lot of people they use pacers and crews. I never do. And it's like, why? It's like, well, when I get out on an, in, in an ultra, I like to become part of nature and just by myself. And uh, I think there's a lot of it's benefits so, to it. It's, yeah. such a, it's such a massive element to it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, like, it, it's so hard to describe that experience when you're just, and you look at all around you and it's just natural. And, and um, I heard this great quote from this runner. He said, everything out there is alive and it's trying to communicate with you if you let it. Um, yeah, and it definitely. is so true. Like, you know, it is so trying to invite us to connect to it, not just take it for granted and to understand it and, you know, and, and respect it. So and and my, my view is like with anything, rather than telling people what to do, I'd rather show them and have them try it. Exactly. Um, because I don't think they would ever look back. Um, it's so funny um, because of the type of running I do. Um, I don't run into a lot of runners, but I do run into a lot of cyclists. So now, <laughs> now I've got like three different cycling cycling groups following me on Strava, <laughs> which is which is really cool because I get to talk to them about hills that I think really only uh, only cyclists have been on. And you know, my I guess I'm I'm fortunate enough to be able to do what I do. So, but it'd be really nice to encourage some, some more uh, adventurous runners to, you know, really get out there and, and give it a go. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You know, well, tell, tell me runs. about this Otway's uh, natural force. Are you running on like single track? Is it like Jeep roads or is there many trails out there? Uh, a mixture, a mixture of all. So some of the, some of the trails we picked aren't really trails. Like I had to make the trail. Uh -huh. And then others are clearly defined trails. We use a lot of mountain bike trails. Um, so there's a couple areas in the Outway Forest that are really well known for mountain biking. Oh, okay. And the, the central one is called Forest. It's a town called Forest. So we spend a lot of time in that town running mountain bike trails. And then for the, so my favorite, probably most challenging one was I ran from this area called Apollo Bay. Uh -huh which is basically the southwest corner of the Otways. And I ran across the top of the forest to the north um, east corner. Um, so in order to do that, I had to, I had to go on road for a, a fair bit. I see. Because there's just no way, there's no way you can get through it all uh, doing that. So 
most of the runs were somewhere between 50 and 60 kilometers each on the each Saturday I would pick out. Um, I run each week about 200 to 220, 230 kilometers a week. Uh-huh. And then that is capped off with that Saturday run. So the Saturday runs were the runs where I would just go out and, um, and really just do the, the big ticket exploring. Um, yeah, yeah. That so a uh, mixture of both. And I got a chance to get really muddy. I got a chance to run through waterfalls. I got a chance to run on just uh, normal asphalt. Uh-huh. Yeah, real and sand. I got a chance to run through the beach. <laughs> that sounds exciting. <laughs> you know, so, so is this uh, kind yeah, of like uh, south, uh, south uh, east part of Australia? If we were to take Sydney south, or is this in kind of more central? Um, uh, yeah. So if you're at Sydney, you just go do south. south. Okay. So um, so Victoria, Victoria is uh, so you go Sydney, New South Wales is uh, the state that Sydney's in. Okay. And then uh, Canberra, the national capital. It's just under that. And then um, under that is the state of Victoria. So in the state of Victoria, um, the Otway National Forest is on the coast, um, mostly um, towards the, what's called the Twelve Apostles. And um, so you're looking at an area that's probably an hour and a half outside of Melbourne. Melbourne's probably the biggest city in Victoria. Okay. So the Awe National Forest is about an hour and a half uh, west of Melbourne. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Do they have any uh, ultra races in Otway Forest or is it? Uh... Um, there, is, there is one uh, and it's called the, uh, the Surf Coast Century. Oh, okay. And, and so um, it's, it's really defined in a particular area. Uh, so it's not the whole Otways. It's it's a defined area around Anglesey, okay. um, which is a beautiful a beautiful coastal town. It's just magnificent this area. Um, so one of the one of my hopes is to raise awareness um, to people who are you know interested in in setting up bigger things. We our company is looking at a fairly decent sized challenge throughout the forest. Um, so it would be sort of between that 100 and 200 kilometer sort of thing. Okay. Um, yeah, so it would be a real adventurous sort of thing. Um, but there's so much diversity and there's so many locations to pick. It's just, it's so unchartered. Um, and I think anyone who would come to the Otway Forest would, would treat it hopefully with the respect that it's due. Right. Um, and, and that's the other great thing about the ultra community is I have yet touch wood. I've yet to come across a community that didn't have nature and the outdoors as the as the first priority, and then the ultra running as the second priority. Which I think that's one of the reasons why so many people gravitate to ultra running. Um, it's not. I'm not. I'm not having a shot at or go at any any other type of running. I'm just saying that people really are aware of their role and their connection to nature. Yeah, I think that's, um, I think that's very important. The ultra running community. Also the community is yeah. strong, you know, when you go out and do, I did road racing for a long time, you know, you go out and you run and then you leave, you know, you don't really talk to anybody and, uh, you know, it's very different in, in the ultra running community. And, uh, Oh um, God. Yeah. Yeah. You, we have to pry each other away from each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we chat, we chat beforehand, you know, we prepare, we chat during, you know, there's hours and days of chatting and then afterwards as well. So, yeah, it, it's probably the opposite of a lot of running competitions. We actually interact 
quite as a community, even with people who are quote unquote our competitors. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, we um it's 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 yeah, it's truly special. It really is. Yeah, and I, th- I think the Australian ultra running community is pretty strong. You know, my podcast I mainly cover the Texas area and you know the south part of the U.S. But um, I was looking on my Apple podcast, my and uh, about two percent of my listeners are from Australia. <laughs> so, yeah. oh wow, that's yeah. amazing! Well, well, hopefully we can get it up to two point five percent. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Yeah. No, it's, it's no reason why um, we can't build a community in the conversation. So, I mean, I'm I'm American and Australian, so for me, it's important that Americans and Australians experience and talk to each other and commune, you know, around the things that they love. The thing, you know, I love doing is obviously running. Yeah. But it's really important to be a part of the conversation. And there's so much that Americans can learn from Australians. There's so much Australians can learn from Americans. It's just really cool um, to live in this, this day where we can, I can be in Victoria right now and you're, you're in Texas and we're having this chat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's yeah, epic. There's so many beautiful places around the world to run, you know, and uh, like in China, they have many ultras that I want to do. And uh, I've I've had a chance to run in Hong Kong, you know, beautiful trails there, some very difficult ones. And I can imagine in Australia, it'd be beautiful to run there. I've seen some videos of the, I've seen some videos of the the Tarawera in New Zealand. That looks like a beautiful place too, you know. Uh, It's incredible. Incredible. So, there's some areas, so the so the Otways is my favorite, but the areas are very different. So Tasmania is just, I mean, it's just next level. It's just so uncharted. It's it's incredible. Um, it's really its own unique sort of um, location. Queensland, you've got the big beaches and the humidity and the hills and the really tropical feeling. It's amazing to run in Queensland. And then I've run, so I've run there, I've run in uh, the Western Australian desert. And, you know, hot is an understatement. It's hot. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Just heat everywhere. Um, but the terrain is so different and, you know, the red dust and the red dirt, it's a real thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's so diverse. And, and so uh, what we're hoping is to sort of map a few different locations in Australia and in New Zealand uh-huh. um, on video. So Run the Outways is our first documentary. I'm hoping that we can do a couple other ones. But, man, the diversity of running in this country is truly, truly special. No, I can't. I can't. Um, and, and I would encourage anyone who's either here or not here to get down here and have a go. Because even though it may be the same distance, I, I challenge you to find anything here that you would say, oh, yeah, it's exactly like at home. It is truly unique. Oh, I can imagine. I listened to a podcast about that Delirious West uh, race, and I think it's – isn't it in Perth or <laughs> yeah. somewhere over there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the de- Perth and then just outside. Yeah. Perth, the, desert, yeah. The, the one lady that runs Destination Trails in the U.S. ran it and said it was just beautiful and, uh, you know, really well put together. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah no, it, it's good. And then we, we've got a couple <laughs> – couple other ones where um, like you know people are just setting up a, a nice trail run that you know somehow connects five wineries to get on the tour <laughs> <laughs> so you got you've got that aspect too yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah it's um we're, we're we're very uh we're spoiled for choice and we're in a situation where i think if it's done the right way you will definitely get more runners here 
but it'll be done in a respectful way. Um, you know, the, the, I guess the running itself has a natural filter as far as volume. Um, you know, I always feel home. Like if I'm going to compete in something now, I feel more at home if there's somewhere between 50 and 100 runners because I know it's going to be a decent challenge and I know it's going to be an extreme challenge. Right. Um, so I've sort of, uh, you know, had years of the sort of one to 200, 300 people running in an event. Now I'm, I'm myself. I really like spending time either extreme exploring solo, what I do, or extreme events, um, which are, you know, 100, 200 sort of events. Otherwise I'll, um, I just enjoy my, my, my daily runs pretty special. I get to run around all this country and farmland out where, where our farm is. So um, it's just, yeah, I'm, I don't have a lot of complaints when it comes to the running. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> Do you run into much wildlife? I mean, you know, I always hear about in Australia, you know, constantly snakes and stuff. We, we have well, some rough I, um, snakes here. If, but, you, yeah. if you've checked out, um, we, have, we have the world's, I think, Five of the 10 most poisonous snakes in the world are in Australia. Uh -huh. And I have seen the tiger, tiger snake is one. And the brown snake is definitely one. It's probably the most deadly. And I've seen a tiger snake and a brown snake in the last three days. Um, but you don't let that stop yeah. you. <laughs> um, and I see kangaroos every week uh, where we, we live in a pretty special um, area. So, um, there, there are lots of forest areas, so we see a lot of kangaroos oh, okay. out. Koalas, uh, wombats, uh, sorry, wallabies. Um, yeah, koalas, wallabies. Um, yeah, and, and the bird life. Oh, my goodness. Jeez, uh, it'd be a couple hundred species of birds around. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Do the it's kangaroos cool. get into the forest? I, I always thought that they were out on the plains and stuff, but do they get in the dense forest as well? Uh, they uh, no, they, 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 they sort of uh, make their way through the Otway Forest, um, the other forests, in the plains, yeah. Anywhere where, um, you know, there's natural ecosystems, they're in, they're in both ecosystems. Um, oh, wow. Not that I'm a kangaroo expert, but I've come across them pretty much in all of my journeys, um, be it deep forest or um, out in the country plains. Oh, wow, that sounds exciting. So your 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 film's going to release in the middle of April, so y'all just kind of wrapping it up now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so last, our last production meeting is tomorrow. It's just, a, it's, it's all done. We just want to do with the crew. We're just going to watch it. And then, then we're pretty much going to put a wrap on it. And um, we, you know, focus on the, just getting the message out. And, um, yeah, it's it's been four and a half, five months we've been on this project, which has been is, some sometimes it's a little bit sad because it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the doing I love the doing when things are done. Then you got to work out what, what are you going to do next. Yeah, it's just I, I've <laughs> um, a lot of people uh, that you know put the content together, especially like you know movies or videos like you're doing. I know there's just so much work and time that goes into it. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. Um, yeah, once you release it, I'd be happy to, you know, post about it and, uh, you know, try to get more awareness, you know, so people check it out. I think that's pretty exciting. No, I, I really, really appreciate that. No, we'll definitely do that. Um, also, you know, we, we're really wanting people, we're going to be posting a lot of different content um, 
on running, places to run, technique around running, off of our Instagram on, um, it's at, at Run yeah, Tribes. Yeah, I saw Instagram that. Yeah. And Facebook, they're, they're the same, at Run Tribes. Um, and on our website, iConnectEsports.com, but mostly on our social media. Um, so I would encourage people, if they're interested in learning about the Otways or any of our other projects, okay. to follow that. And then if um, we're going like, to be releasing these maps, these running maps and all this sort of stuff, and all that'll be right. It'll all just be free. People can just go on because the point is to get people informed so they they you know try and go out and um and you know have a have a go at things. I've I've been really fortunate. My my sponsors are very lovely people, and uh, they really believe in what we're doing. I I really believe in what they're doing, and each one of them, I've been actively a customer of oh, theirs before before they became a sponsor. So. Um, yeah, we're we're just we're we're enjoying a really good period now, and I'm I'm just cautiously optimistic. I'm hoping everyone continues to get through COVID, and that we see the other side of that. Yeah, um, and hopefully, nature, nature can nature can serve as a as a conduit for people to get a bit more mental peace and a bit more physical um, activity and physical resilience, mental resilience. Um, it's done that for me. Um, and I, I would really, um, you know, if any, you know, if people wanted to know what I thought about it, I, I just, I couldn't imagine the world not being able to run in the outdoors. It, it would just be counterintuitive to a balanced life. Um, it's, it's gave me really good natural balance. Yeah, same for which me. I like. Same for me. Um, you know, it's, you know, some people they get inspired, you know, maybe they're coming from you know, weight loss or alcohol addiction or whatever. But for me, I just, I just like the process. I love the process of training. And, uh, I also do some CrossFit type stuff and, uh, but running is my thing. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, the, one of the, one of the silver linings of COVID is my garage is now a really good gym. <laughs> so <laughs> at least that's, that's the excuse no, that's that the excuse I, I told my wife you know? <laughs> but uh yeah yeah that's hilarious <laughs> maybe i should yeah. tell my wife the same thing <laughs> but yeah no I, I i yeah oh just on that oh man i couldn't do half of this uh, my, my wife she she is my uh the head of my crew she looks after my uh diet my equipment swap outs like there's no way known I would have been able to complete half that run the outway oh, project yeah. without That's her. Great. She's she's the brains of the organization. That's great. <laughs> so wherever you are, sweetie, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so you, you you mentioned you're gonna put on a, like a trail series in Southern California. Of course, there's a lot of neat places to do it there. What kind of is it? Just gonna be like a race series, or did you have some idea on something new? Yeah. So uh, and I don't mind telling. You, I mean, we're we're still trying to work it out, but let's just say if I get it my way that people will get a really unique view of the Angeles National Forest. Oh, okay. Is that, that's where that 100 miler is in it, the, the. Uh... Yeah, yeah. And um, so you, you know where that is. So that location, if, it, if, the, if the event is decent enough and you go to the other side of that, um, you know, you, you've covered a yeah, fair bit yeah. of ground. <laughs> So, so we're still working that out, working out, you know, where we need permits and all sorts of things. There's all sorts of things you got to get right. And then, you know, to obviously, number one, to respect the ecosystem and understand how the ecosystem works and making sure whatever we do leaves as minimal a footprint as possible. 
Um, but if we can work through all the things we need to work through, man, that would just be brilliant to bring high elevation ultra to Los oh, Angeles yeah. County. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, because it has never been done. It is such a big community so. in the Southern California too. I think you, your participation would be very, high, very, very high. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I do miss all the people. So I train, I train a lot in Topanga Canyon, Malibu Canyon, um, uh, and uh, Pacific uh-huh. Palisades, um, but also in the Angeles National Forest as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm really excited about also spending time with that part of our ecosystem. So our our business is about 50% in the U.S., California, Colorado, New Hampshire, and about 50% international, split between Australia oh, and New okay. Zealand. Um, yeah, yeah. So. So I'm, I'm really excited about both both sections of our uh, our geography. Sure, sure, you know sure. what I mean? So um, so you mentioned yeah you were so your background is running, but you were you start you you started out in basketball, right? Yeah. So I um <laughs> I uh I had a decent basketball uh, journey. So I played at St. Bernard High School. And played array in St. Bernard's. If you know basketball, is one of those basketball high schools of the '80s. We were very good uh-huh. each year. So um, I I finished there. I played basketball okay. at Dartmouth. Then I played in um, and when I finished at uni uh, university basketball, um, I went to graduate school at USC. But I also uh, played for. Uh, um, I had a contract where I was the point guard at the John Wooden Basketball oh, okay. Academy. And I also played for the what now is the South Bay Lakers. It used to be called the Junior Lakers. So it was in the development league for the NBA back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, so, yeah, most of my basketball career was in Los Angeles. Um, and, but the thing that made me competitive in basketball was, uh, I think, definitely my endurance level and my ability, my athleticism, the ability to just keep moving. So I pretty much... Um, been a runner like a a decent runner for most of my athletic career um and running has always been there um basketball was the 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 actual sport that i signed up for but the running was something i always did i never did cross country i always liked to just escape and run like for hours so there wasn't really a lot of events for that when I was in yeah, high school. <laughs> you know, I, I've always heard that, you know, of course, a, a lot of uh, ultra runners are previously like soccer players, you know, you're moving all directions, but I think basketball is one of those sports too. So that's a really good foundation for running, you know, builds up your joints and make strength. I think so. That. I think so. Like it's, um, well, with the, with the athletes we work with, the pros and the people trying to become pros too, the thing that we really improve is their ability to run and their endurance level. So yeah, yeah, that's all. Um, I'm, I'm now working with a group of triathletes um, on their running, their running strategy, their running training, and their their running athleticism. Um, so I, I do think that there are defined things you can do. Um, fortunately for us, we've been fine-tuning our little uh, our own system for a good seven years, and it's effective. So I'm very happy with it. I use it on myself <laughs> every day, so I'm a testament to um, – You've, you've yeah, seen how exactly. much I run, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, you, you can see firsthand what, you know, what this, how the system works. Um, 
Yeah, so we're but we're having fun. But yeah, basketball and running are inextricably linked, just like soccer yeah, and yeah. running are. So what do you find that some of the one of some of the big mistakes that they make? I I do some coaching sometimes, and some of the I found like that some of the cross country runners and stuff that they just don't have a long run in their workout every week, you know, and you know. Well, um, lots of um, and you know, I mean. I'm not a coach and I don't have the pressures that they have. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback them, but I do think that a lot is overlooked with just raw athleticism Uh and endurance. And so I would say that there's two principles that are pretty fairly true. Any person in their best physical and endurance level is going to perform their best. So that person, so not, compared to anyone else but the best athletic version of you is going to perform yeah, the best sense. yeah it makes would sense. that be fair yeah so you've got that bit and then the second thing is the the sort of mental side you constantly it seems to me a lot of athletes are constantly being inundated with i guess short-termism short-term drills short-term skills short-term and so they don't develop a sense of mental longevity um or it seems like there's it's harder to find opportunities to develop that whereas when we trained um like when i played basketball say there's a hundred hours of basketball probably 30 of those hours is basketball 70 of them was just athleticism right yeah running endurance training other sports like it was like all around like it wasn't this obsession with just skill-based only training. And again, there are some tremendous coaches out there and there's some tremendous teams, lots of success. So I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not successful. I'm just saying that I think a lot of people are observing a lot of injuries to athletes are due to the fact that they, they just, they haven't been trained on, a, on an endurance level that's probably what would put them in a better um, scenario, you know, not always, but I think maybe a little bit, um, if, if they had, yeah, if they had the opportunity. So are you excited to get into this more race directing? You know, I've talked to a couple of race directors in this area. It's pretty challenging. Um, I, I, it is very, very challenging. Um, we, we will have some race, race directors yeah. who actually know what they're doing. <laughs> I'll be hanging out. I'd like to probably yeah. race a couple of them, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm being a little bit silly. Um, no, I am, I'm very excited. My, my whole thing is if you sign up to something, it's got to be the best experience for every person who signs up to it. So it's got to be done the right way. It's got to be executed and managed the right way with professionals. And so that's how we've, that's how we've survived in business, and that's how we hopefully will continue to survive. I'm really looking forward to doing it the right way, but I'm like, I think when people see Run the Otways, the documentary, they'll go, wow, that was unique. Everything we do, we try and do it in a very unique way. So even with the events, when people see it, so I'll give you an example. We have two film crews. Everyone on the film crew has shot at least one action okay. motion picture. So we will not work with a film crew unless they're professional crews who shot oh, action my. films. So our perspective, our our approach, the event itself, and the way it's shot is usually unique. Um, and, and Run the Outways will be the first 
test of whether that's unique or not. And then we'll, we'll keep ramping it up with the actual competitions as well. Even our basketball league, um, we shoot the videos with cameramen on the court with the players. Um, so the angles, everything we pick is, is fairly unique. And, and so entertainment is really important um, to people and the quality of the end product is really important. So, so I think, I think that, yeah, I, I think. We, well, I can attest we'll to that. I mean, it was, I mean, the teaser that I saw was very professionally done. I was, when I was watching, I was like, man, he didn't, he didn't do that with no GoPro. <laughs> 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 no no we didn't <laughs> no there's a few there's a few cameras there's a few cameramen there's, yeah, a there's, whole some, crew. there's some cool yeah, tech yeah, there's some cool um, technology out there yeah. i was looking this weekend there's a new drone out by skydio that it will chase you when okay. you're running and you don't have to control it <laughs> it's oh, called yeah? the skydio who, who 2 uh, s-k-y-d-i-o-2 yeah, yeah i was watching out. some video uh videos online about it because okay. uh one youtuber that does running um um what's his name i forget his name but anyways he was using one but it's it's amazing you don't have to control it it just takes off and it's got like 16 cameras and avoids trees and everything pretty pretty amazing yeah wow wow that's um that that does sound mixed up there's um We've got a couple things up our sleeve with some new cameras um, for our next one, which will, I, I think people will really yeah. enjoy Run the Outways. Um, I really think it's clever, but we will, we will always pursue a unique way to tell um, a visual story. And, and so, so we will keep trying to raise that bar. Oh, that's great. How long did it take y'all to produce this one? Um, so from, from start to finish, it okay. was five months. The uh, sort of post-production process has been about five weeks. And how, how, how long would the content be? Is it Going like one hour or how long is it? No. So what we've done is we've tried to consolidate this one. So it'll be a maximum okay. of 20 okay. minutes. So there's so much of it that did not make the documentary. So one of the things we're going to be doing is we're going to be releasing these little mini vids throughout the year okay. of just different excerpts because we've just got and we've got hours of footage. Um, the next projects are going to be more like your half hour to forty five minute sort of mini films, um, but but this one we wanted it to be super tight. We wanted it to be a knockout blow from the start. So so we decided to we decided to go with. An amount of time that was entertaining, but not too much time. So people, so the only thing they're going to get is just constantly blown away. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, like keep, keep their attention and yeah. <laughs> and yeah, keep their hopefully. attention and interest in it, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. And then, then hopefully after they've seen that, then, then they'll say, okay, well, we saw that. So maybe we can actually sit through a 45-minute mini action film, you know, like. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see no, how it goes. I, I think that you know it, it'll work well, and you know you if you have uh, you know kind of view ins at you know running stores and stuff. I remember uh, Ginger Runner did that with the Barclays Marathon. They had a, a a video that they spent a long time on, and they traveled around U.S. and Canada and running stores, and people watched it, and then eventually they released it to YouTube. But I think that's kind of what you're doing. You were going to have uh, two filmings, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That's right. And then we got a couple other, like I said, we were, um, there's a couple other like little mini things that we were able to capture with all the footage. So I agree with you. I, I, uh, to me, the local community is so important. Um, and, you know, lots of times local and small communities get overlooked for, you know, people pursuing too, too big of lights. And it's not, you know, that that's their prerogative. Our prerogative is to make sure we tell great stories and that we tell them in a, in a, in a location where anyone can watch them. Um, so I, I love that idea of, of showing videos in, um, in stores and in, in locations that are like really relaxed and low key. It's just, it's just, it makes sense. It's part of the experience. Um, and, and then, you know, you, you're always going to be left to whether people truly enjoy it or not. People are pretty honest. They'll tell you if they don't yeah, like something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but you know what? I think the, the audience, you know, will be, you know, people that are either doing a running and, uh, or interested in running, which is, that's a pretty big audience, you know, so. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So now I really appreciate your time, Rich. I, I love this opportunity to talk to you and, and your listeners. Um, and for all those out there, anyone who listens to this, you know, like, it's just so awesome that you're giving us your time and, and you're giving yourself, you're investing in yourself, getting yourself out there running. And if you haven't run before, you know, maybe you want to consider um, spending some time investing in yourself and getting yourself um, connected more to nature. Cause I mean, I, I just love it uh, and I'll never look back. I'll never, um, you should see people trying to get into my schedule. If, if it conflicts with me being outside, <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. And so yeah, I, so, I'm the same yeah, way I, when I, I usually, when I'm running, especially, you know, yeah. my daily runs, you know, I, I don't take my phone. I just, you know, sometimes I'll listen to music if it's, if I'm on the roads, but I just, I get the music from my Garmin. I don't take my phone because I know that it'll disrupt what I'm doing, you know, to, yeah mm, mm, mm. yeah good. no it's 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 good it's well, hey good. buddy it's good talking to you and um so I, i'm gonna i'll wrap up the podcast and uh I'll, I'll post it tonight and uh let's keep in touch and when you release the film you know you know let me know how i can help i'm happy to you know help spread the word in this area so oh that is that'd be tremendous i really appreciate that and also Obviously, we'd love to get a link to the podcast so we can spread the word about this podcast, but about like your whole your whole vibe. Because I'm, it would be great to find a way to have an American podcast cover Australian and New Zealand events yeah. while they're happening. So it's not just secondhand info. So really linking the community. So I'm I'm really hoping that this is this is the first of a few conversations between the two of us and then um over the journey you you guys will hopefully get a chance to hear from some of the some of the uh really talented ultra runners i've got lined up for these challenges i think you guys will really enjoy their stories and they come from everywhere um and these people are ferocious i mean they are literally um the standard um I'm probably the least <laughs> talented of all well, of that them. That sounds exciting, yeah. <laughs> and I and I love that. I, well, that's that's the way I grow. I love being this I love being the dumbest one in the room because yeah, it's the same, only way I can go is up. Same so for I love, me. I love and, growing, uh, I love running. I, I, you know, I, I'd like um, to explore yeah. too, you know, cuz the 
you know, this anchor is owned by Spotify, which is a real big company. And they've now come out with live casting on anchor and I haven't used it yet, but I think there is some ways where I could, you know, cover some things live. And uh, I know some podcasters have done that in the U S but it'd be nice to try to explore that with you and uh, learn how to do that. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, listen, thank you so much, Richard. I really appreciate it. And to all the listeners, thank you too. It's been awesome. I look forward. Hopefully yeah, I'll get a yeah, chance definitely, to meet you guys. Definitely. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks, uh, Jamal. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye.